Zone One Radio. Hi, I'm Stuart Hardy. What the fuck just happened? The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. What does this mean? Uh, this means what you've been reading and watching actually has some meaning, kind of. Why are you telling me this? Because this is an important script point in the intro. But what's the point? We really don't have time to get into this, Stuart. <laughs> no, we don't. These are some of the questions we ask every day when we read a newspaper. How to beat the naked trolls. Watch TV. Paul Merton discusses schizophrenia. Or watch a movie. Metallica. Multi-millionaires have more money than cents. The movie. This is what the fuck just happened. The media in layman's terms. So now it's part of the show which we call This Week I Watched, where myself and Stuart watch TV shows and offer our general rambling opinions. Uh, we mostly focus on the dull but insanely popular genre of daytime people talking in rooms or talent contests uh, because they're kind of the easiest to get the most material out of, really, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much, because... People saying things and then doing things allows us to jump in. And this week comes one of the targets that was the first that came to mind, really, when you we set about this project. I thought, it's got to be on there. Of course. We're talking about The One Show. The one and only show. So what is The One Show then, Stu? Well, The One Show is basically what TV was invented for. It's a glowing orb in the corner of the room for you to stare at. That's pretty much it. It's BBC One's flagship show about things. I can't... I don't know. I don't really... They don't really have a general what they talk about. I think... I think part of the thing, as you say, it's it's a glowing orb in the corner. It's that 7 o'clock slot, isn't it? It's just... They don't really expect anybody to be watching it. They just <laughs> presume that everybody's either getting their tea. So it doesn't really matter what they talk about, does it? Not not really, which just really makes you wonder why they don't just replace it with a black caption that says, it's okay, there'll be something on later. <laughs> D- seriously, if someone started talking about this stuff in general conversation, you'd tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested, thanks. I, I, I have a main question. Why is this on iPlayer? Mm. Why is the one show on iPlayer? Who voluntarily watches the one show? It's the sort of thing to lazily have on in the background, and you tune out and you look up and go, wow, they're talking about gardening equipment. Why the hell am I watching this? I don't imagine anyone's ever series-linked the one show. No, I don't think so. I would like to see their iPlayer statistics, but they are. I actually looked at the viewing figures. They are one of the most popular shows that the BBC put out. But nobody's actually watching because they want to watch. It's just, when are people in? Seven o'clock. Most people are in. Even if you're going out, you're in at seven. I don't know, just that, that makes me speechless. And, like, I've applied for internships at the BBC many times, and one of their key questions for applicants is to devise a segment for the one show. That's shameful. As though it's a benchmark for TV. If you can come up with a suitable ten minutes of someone talking about a historical building or a modern building or a TV show, you can come and work for the BBC. 
Welcome. <laughs> with Walk, open arms. Walk through our doors with a segment about frogs. Have you ever done any then? Yes. Um, I started off doing serious pitches for the one show because I thought, hey, maybe they're going to take me seriously. So I just did some general stuff about castles or some of the lesser known charities like People Against Carpet Burn or something. And after <laughs> about five failed applications and I realised I was never going to get taken seriously by the BBC, I just started having fun with it. The One Show presents a history of moss. No one really knows what moss is. Is it a vegetable or perhaps a living organism like yeast? The One Show presents an interview with a man that came up with putting a little rubber on the end of the pencil. They have had at least nine pitches from me about why there are different types of sand (laughs) (laughs) and posing the theory that ghosts are somehow involved just to mess with their recruitment staff's heads because they're not going to hire me anyway. I would imagine, I I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if... It was one of them that got you in, though. They went, you know what? This guy's got something. This guy's got an interesting take on anything, which well, is basically what they're looking for. Well, like, like you said, the one show, they don't. no one's watching it anyway, so you can just make it about anything. And they're producing so much content. It's on five nights a week for most of the year. I can't... They must have a break, but they, it they never do. seems to have a break. Just, I know, it's just this endless stream of people talking in rooms and going, so yeah, you're in this thing that's popular at the moment. Watching the one show is like being mad, and not just because they had an extensive feature on mental illness in this Tuesday's edition. Which, uh, at this point, we must advertise. It was about schizophrenia, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yes. Uh, Which they got two of the members of the popular 80s pop group, Madness, (laughs) to to record. We're not making that connection, ladies and gentlemen. You're making that connection. But then, at the end, obviously, oh, Madness have got a new album out and a new tour going on at the moment. So, genuinely, there was a five-minute segment about schizophrenia, which was an advert for Madness. <laughs> you can't make that crap up. You can't. The I only don't, the I don't, one show would throw that at you. I don't, I don't blame the one show, though. They are genuinely innocent and don't realise what they're doing. Because just the random changes in subject here. One minute, it's an interview with Sandy Toxfit. Next minute... It's about an earthworm farm. And I just wouldn't be able to tell you how they went from one thing to the other. I just want to pat the one show on the head as it goes, Did you know I once met Beatrix Potter? Yes, you did, one show. That's very interesting. And did you know I did a diagram about all the different types of salt? Ooh, isn't that nice? (laughs) I'm going to put it on the fridge. Only seven-year-olds and people with the mental age of seven-year-olds have this attention span. There is an animal segment on every show. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) Just like, which animal are they going to be talking about tomorrow? Maybe they're going to be talking about elephants or giraffes. <laughs> I really want to see the one show talking about giraffes. I would watch an entire documentary about giraffes. Do you think when they finally finish up the series, I mean, it's been going for, God knows, must be five years, I think. Do you think when they finally finish up, they're just going to go, um, and this week we've got something sad to say, but our researchers have been scratching their heads as we've seen this coming, but we've actually done a feature on... Every animal. Um, so this is going to be the last one, Sure, here's a, here's a picture of some puppies from our previous features. No, they're just going to recycle it because no, no one watches this show anyway. So that they could literally just show the same. They could just start again. <laughs> just re-record the opening links. Hello, it's Monday the 28th of September 2015. Well, yeah, exactly. Welcome no to the one, one watches, show. No one watches it anyway. Doesn't matter, does it? I, I Yeah, all right. They have to put out so much content. But I expect better editing. 
I really, really do. It's for a flagship BBC show, which, as you say, is held up as something that people trying to get into the BBC should want to be part of. You would expect higher production values, wouldn't you? You really, really should. There's thousands of editing mistakes all over the place. Voiceovers cut off mid-sentence in features. Time it is shocking. And the chicken with nine wings as well. And obviously, they go with this format of having the uh, lead guest, well, only guest, sit in throughout the entire shambles of a half hour. I don't understand chat shows that do that because we were watching an, an one which had Paul Merton who was nodding along to, I don't know, some woman who, I don't know, gritted a road once. And she was talking about <laughs> she was talking about books or stately homes or something. And you could just see Paul Merton sat there nodding going, yeah, yeah, at random moments he just, to, just to remind us that he was still there. I don't know if he was subversively doing it or not, but he was nodding at like triple speed as well, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Like, yep, 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 yep. I think that was basically You his. could just see him thinking, why am I currently on this sofa? Can I have the money you promised me for showing up now? And talk some more about my upcoming tour and DVD <laughs> and TV show and film. Um, which, again, of course, is why all the guests are there to sell you something. Pretty much. Uh, Wednesday was good with a random mum's theme special. Not it's on not Mother's even Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> 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 they just forget where they are most days. Next week, they're going to be doing one on Christmas. <laughs> and they hinted, but they didn't do it that um, we as viewers would have to play, guess which one of these random mum line-up is Matt Baker's mum and which one's Alex Day's mum? Because they had loads of mums in the studio for some reason. Mm -hmm. And they'd give us... I I expected them to give us hints by holding cue cards for them to read and see how violently they jerk their heads changing cards. (laughs) Do you think think maybe that's where it came from, that they tried to get the mum and dad in, the mums in on Mother's Day, but they were a bit busy and this was just the first time that they'd managed to slot them into the schedule since? Well, it's taken quite a while. It has. Um, They're going to do a feature on the fall of the Berlin Wall next month? So, given the time constraints, Stuart, you know, they've got to knock out, what, five or six features uh, every day um, and turn them around pretty quickly, um, assuming they're not just repeating them. Um, (laughs) Do you think they're doing a good job? We don't know that they're just repeating them. Maybe they are just repeating them and we haven't noticed. Because, again, no one's ever series linked it (laughs) and no one's ever paid attention when they are watching it. It could be the same every week for all we know. I'm not thinking about it. They've just put the R in brackets <laughs> in the uh, in the TV listings. Really small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, but I don't. I don't think it must be a difficult job. I think program planning for the one show must be the easiest job in the world. You're yeah, right. They rejected me when I put all my pitches <laughs> yeah. about ghosts making different types of sand. But if you're in the position of having to put out five shows a week, it would seem difficult to fill those time slots. But given the precedent set, they must just get to do whatever they want. Really. And people yeah. will just lap it up and go, fine, fine, time, time <laughs> filled, I guess. I can imagine that's what the executive producer says. <laughs> Have you got 30 minutes of something? <laughs> yes, right, carry on. <laughs> Pretty much. Because it's just a day-to-day job for them. So it's just like, fine, we just listen to a man talk about tree bark for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, let's just piss off home now. They, they don't even have to have a reason to do anything. Just pay someone to go somewhere and record something done. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to 25 Minutes in Bogner. Now, we're here in Bogner because... I don't know, really, but there must have been a reason. And we're looking for interesting things to do in Bogner. Hello, I'm in a chip shop with friendly employee Dan Sputfield. Hello. Now, Dan, what are you doing? 
wrapping this guy's chips. That's fascinating. So, so how do you wrap the chips? Do you fold them at the ends like a birthday present? Well, just sort of scrunch it, really. Wow! Now, I'm at the local fish museum. Wow! A museum entirely for fish. I sure get about a bit, don't I? Now, I'm the local graveyard with grave digger Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello. Now, you're digging a grave. That must be an interesting job. Mm, not really. Just dump one, dump another. Pretty easy. Do you want to see a dead body? Oh, yes, please. There you go. Wow, that's absolutely disgusting. It's making me want to puke everywhere. Well, I've certainly had a great time, Bogner. Next week, I'll be in Sutton Bridge to stare endlessly at their flower beds. Bye! That scary techno music can only mean one thing. Stuart Hairs is ready. Bullshit headlines. Here we go. Bullshit, remember. Bullshit. Bullshit headlines. We've had a note from management. (laughs) (laughs) No swearing. Okay, Monday the 30th in the Metro, Apple Max. That's Max M-A-X, which was a story about a tree that grows more than one type of apple, which appeared on the inside of the front cover. Big news story. Who'd have thought it? Metro, Monday, 30th. Harmful depression hits 8,000 children under 10, which I assume is about a shortage on fuzzy felt. Yeah, yeah, it must be. Uh, Monday the 30th in the evening standard. Uh, Rail commuters promised ultra-fast mobile broadband. I can safely say we would swap that for ultra-fast trains. <laughs> no, actually, scratch that. We would swap that for trains that arrive at the time they were supposed to arrive, you time-wasting shitheads. Oh, uh, we need to put a new feature in. Stuart, Stuart's train rant. <laughs> Um, I'll get your bed sorted out for that. <laughs> okay. How to beat the naked trolls. Is this standard doing like a fantasy roleplay SM porn now? I assume it's internet rated. Okay. Tuesday the 1st, the star. Danny TV meltdown after Sharon attack. I assume one of the Sharons hit one of the Dannys with a cricket bat or something. I couldn't be asked to read it. Probably. Uh, BB's babe, been for a tinkle. Uh, use of the word BB there tells you it must be the star we're talking about here. Um, one of the <laughs> former winners of Celebrity Big Brother pissed in a bin, believe it or not. Probably Be- deliberately. She <laughs> probably rung the press and said, please can I be in? And they said, you've got to do something interesting. She said, how about if I pissed in a bin? And they went, yeah, that'd she do it. She just looked at nearby objects, didn't she? And she said, I know, I'll piss on that. Um, yeah, to prove that we don't just do crash tabloids, broadsheets can be just as crap. This is The Times, Tuesday the 1st. Air guitar can hit all the right notes for musicians. Amazing opinion piece on how pretending to play guitar can be inspiring to musicians. National broadsheet material. Ah, dear. Also from the Times, open and shut case against a woman who stole 900 handbags. I'd also like to point out this point. They don't really put a lot of effort into the headlines, do they? Not really, no, it's just the thing. Um, yeah, assumedly this is an opinion piece and they relate it to the wider world about politics and the media. This is one of our country's most respected broadsheets. Indeed, well, I was going to say it was. No, it still <laughs> is, but yeah, that's what they're doing now. Um, uh, back, I'll, let, I'll let you have this one because I know it's your favourite. Back to our favourite. This one this week is now, since we've been doing this now, three, four weeks, you just... 
these, this is gold. When you pick up a Metro, you flick to page three, which is at least 20% of this uh, feature every single week, and they have this. He's my Lego Coppelganger. Um, policeman, to be honest, policeman bears passing resemblance to a Lego model. Page three, people, really? Page three? Come yeah. on, Metro. The strangest thing, all the papers had this story. The Mirror on Thursday had the less inspiring headline, Lego, Lego, what's all this here then? Which, actually, I'm going to applaud the Met- Metro. They don't often beat the likes of the <laughs> Sun and the Mirror to the best headline, but they've trounced them there. Oh, yeah. I love I love this one in the Metro as well. Cameron says, I'm well. I'm too well-bred for a sliced loaf. News that David Cameron is too posh to buy bread at a shop and he has a bread maker. This is politics, people. It's also a lie. You <laughs> can't imagine that that's actually what he said. I that's can't. just a lie. No. Thanks, anyway. Um, Wednesday the 2nd, the Daily Mail, because we have to buy that thing nowadays, <laughs> don't we? Yes, we do. Um, but thanks for being crap enough to be worthwhile putting in. Um, front page headline, Minister... My fears for boys warped by porn. Which um, is news, apparently, that we need to protect our children from online porn rather than introduce them uh, to it and encourage it. Which I don't imagine putting the word porn and children in large block capitals on the front page of a newspaper really does. I don't... If anything, there were hundreds and possibly thousands of kids If anything, they're shouting about it. Mum... What does that mean? Uh, um, yeah, there. also the Daily Mail. Um, recently, you will have heard the grave socialist rumours, but on Ed Miliband's Marxist dad, they had an entire page dedicated to readers' views on his dad's left-wing views. And uh, the leading quote was, anyone who believes in Marxism has never lived in Soviet Russia or is mad. Mm. To which I would respond, anyone who can't differentiate between Marxism, Communism and Stalinism because they really aren't the same thing has never opened a book in their life or is an inbred toothless hick. Indeed. Uh, Wednesday the 2nd, the Evening Standard, Britain is on the up, says Cameron, which as well as being probably a lie, uh, I'm just hoping he's not talking about rising sea levels. I assume he is. Okay. Thursday the 3rd, the Independent, Jellyfish shut down nuclear reactor. No joke there, it's just a brilliant headline, isn't it? Nice one, Independent, good story. Um, The Sun, whenever we're struggling for (laughs) stories, pick up a Sun on a Friday, boom, job done. Uh, I'm sure loads of people saw this. Heil Littler, (laughs) which is a good good headline. I'd like to applaud The Sun for that, well done. A new story about a mum dressing her son up as Hitler for fancy dress at the school's historical fancy dress day. Uh, This mum is an absolute (laughs) idiot, obviously. Um, quotes from her include William is history mad yeah but when we the idea of looking at, looking at history is to learn from our mistakes and stuff like that isn't it it's not just to know things like oh he I know that guy um, she also said he had put a lot of thought into being Hitler and you didn't <laughs> and how much thought did you put into saying to him be Hitler this is inappropriate and, and perhaps you know as a mother explaining why that's inappropriate rather than running off to a newspaper like the pathetic little woman you are because you couldn't be asked to do that for your child. And then coming up with third and final quote, which really seals her own fucking death warrant. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help not swearing there. (laughs) Parents were not told kids could only dress up as goodies. Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) Right, go on, you go and have that one while I try and cheer myself up. Phonic boom. 
Better literacy for kids. Good headline, right? <laughs> brilliant headline. Yeah, brilliant. Um, tot of the strops. Um, if you really care what it's about, it's photos of children crying, but it doesn't really matter, no, does it? it really doesn't matter. Tall room dancing. Tall, <laughs> tall person to enter Strictly Come Dancing. That's news, apparently. That's, yeah. That's news. Um, this one, double parade spread, centre of the newspaper. Pretend it like Beckham's. Um, some people hold a passing similarity to some other people. The sun got them together. <laughs> Don't know why. Again, one show problem. Who cares? Just put a page together. The Mail, the fourth. Walking an hour a day can cut risk of breast cancer. Um, yeah, I walk for at least an hour a day. Does that mean that if I get breast cancer, I can sue the Daily Mail? Probably, probably. I think there's a very clear, um, you know, it's, a, it's only a three-letter word, but that three-letter word completely changes the angle of that sentence, and that word is can. <laughs> Our day can at risk of breast cancer. I I imagine regularly cleaning your ears out can (laughs) cut the risk of breast breast cancer, but it's not one of the biggest or best ways to do it. True, yeah. Uh, The male fucking loves a cancer story, doesn't it? It really does. Absolutely loves a cancer story. Um, Our biggest bedtime bugbear, snoring. Uh, News that a study says that they find people find it annoying when someone they're sleeping with snores because that's up news and, to me isn't up it up until that I always thought snoring <laughs> was like something you aim to have in a, in a partner I thought yeah that was like a preferable thing you'd go for yeah yeah, definitely something on match.com to put it down that's all from the bullshit headlines this week anyway we'll be back with more so you really don't have to pick up them rubbish newspapers now since we are servants to our wallets a word from our sponsor hello we're O2 we're a nice and cuddly phone company. And we've got a pet puppy. Oh, he's adorable. Give us your money. Look at the puppy dog running in the garden. Give us your money. Buy our phones. Now he's going to sing for you. Oh. When you join R2, you get a free... Courtesy priority moment. Subject to terms and conditions. Snuggly puppy dog. These priority moments may include us asking for your feedback anytime we see fit. Oh, he's so goodly. You will be required to sign away your rights to your own conversations for marketing and branding purposes. Go. He's so cute. If you don't buy our phones, you make puppies sad. O2, we sell you phones like any other phone company, but we have a puppy dog. Welcome to This Week I Read, the portion of the show where Rick and I take a glance at publications we'd never really shown any interest in before, and for good reason, they're not marketed at us. This week, the reason that these publications are not marketed at us is genetic, and to make them marketed at us would require surgery. Mm. That's right, This Week We Read, some glossy magazines for women. Or ladies. Yeah, two. One I think everybody will have heard of. One I'd never heard of before. Had you heard of it? No, I'd never heard of it either. I'd never seen it in shops. I was quite quite surprised. But the first one we're going to look at is Grazia. The second one is a magazine called The Lady for all the ladies out there. Um, but I found The Lady freely available in a pretty small uh, branch of WH Smith. So. I had to go to Marks and Spencer's. I imagine they sell a lot you of You embarrass me with there. your magazine choices, Rick. 
<laughs> so, Grazia this week. This is a magazine that has fascinated me uh, ever since I moved in with my girlfriend because this magazine just appears <laughs> on the side and she would say she's not into celebrity. It's like a poltergeist. All of that, it is. And you just see this... I mean, the, I've never actually flicked through until this week, but the front page headlines are normally enough. Uh, Grazia is a relatively new glossy magazine, uh, launched a few years ago. It claims to offer two main things, um, exclusive A-list news, which we'll come to in a minute, but fashion tips and trends, which I think we could both do with some help on, Stuart. We definitely could. So what did, what did you think of the fashion tips and trends? Well, they were very helpful, apparently, to be more fashionable. We have to stare directly into any cameras that we see, like we're trying to pierce through this head with our minds like in the movie Scanners yeah um, and also we have to have someone to spend at least half an hour on Photoshop making us look like we're made out of wax yeah quite <laughs> quite a lot of that um, too I quite, much I, I have a generic problem a general problem with fashion tips in general because if somebody tells me alright this is a comedic example but still if somebody tells me jeans are in or I don't know floral prints are in this year what what do you do with your old clothes? And I have about 12 T-shirts, which most of them are about eight years old. So am I supposed to throw them out? Or do you keep them for the next time they're in? I can't understand fashion. There's, I can't understand it, and there is a much better reason that I don't understand fashion whatsoever, especially the fashion that Grazia pre- presents. Mm-hmm. They have this section called the fashion charts, basically a top ten of what's fashionable at the moment. <laughs> now... Grazia costs £2 in any local supermarket up and down the country. And this page leads with shop this page, encouraging you to buy everything there in order to look fashionable and amazing. And they actually have a Grazia app, which lets you do that in just the tap of a button to buy everything on their fashion chart. So you just put your size in and... Pretty much, yeah. Size 10, shoes 10. Yeah. I added up the total costs of everything on that page because they helpfully list it. Six thousand six hundred and fifty-four pounds ninety-five, <laughs> and that's not including the tailored coat, which is apparently key to the autumn look, which costs one thousand one hundred and eighty pounds alone. So, in order to be fashionable, ladies, if you see a rainbow, chase it. You need that pot of gold to be fashionable. So, essentially, alongside this two-pound magazine, to not just know what's fashionable, to actually become and be fashionable, you need. £2 for the magazine and around about eight grand for the glass <laughs> Well, yeah, that, exactly. If them creating an app that does this has anything to go by. Uh, uh, another tip, another tip, ladies. Spend your entire weekends looking for buried treasure or striking oil. Who is this magazine for? So, fashion tips and, of course, as the front cover, uh, what have we got? We know we've great headlines like, Catherine Split Latest and The Only Way is Beckham. Um, they offer exclusive A-list news. I have no idea which Catherine that is, by the way. Me, me neither. Yeah, she, Apparently she's battling her demons and everybody's asking, can they salvage marriage? Is everybody really asking that? They do sex and celebs, goss, like most of the other magazines. I hate the word goss. But um, <laughs> Grazia are, from what I've read of it, I take it that they're meant to be a more middle-class glossy than Heat. They have a yeah. bit of a broader range in the celebrities they cover. Because when I was actually reading it, they have stuff on Rob Pattinson, 
And they have an article on Jeremy Clarkson making eyes at Claudia Winkleman. Ooh, big news. Next week, I expect them to have Harry Styles' favourite new lady lady friend to be followed by... So, Norman Wisdom, he got about a bit, didn't he? (laughs) Um, It definitely does try and pitch itself as the slightly higher end of the market. It's got a very glossy feel to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it really does. Um, However, it boils down to quite a lot of nonsensical crap and to prove this i think it warrants its own bullshit headline special um so we're going to run down a top five here we'll bring in a little news bed there we go that's something nice and overly dramatic uh so you can understand that this is a bullshit headline special grazia number five bras go public Apparently wearing your bra on the outside of your clothes is fashionable at the moment. This will make my morning commute more interesting where I've never seen a bra before on the train. Number four, why I had sex with my boyfriend for TV. Which is uh, about the sex box show where couples have live sex on air. Apparently she had live sex on TV so she could boast about it in a woman's magazine. Number three, Kristen shock at R. Pat's new girl. Amazement as Christian Stewart manages to show an emotion. Uh, in at number two, sex in a single bed isn't where I thought I'd be age 30. So, so Rick, apparently uh, the dream for people your age is sex in a double bed. And in at number one this week, what's that? Oh my god, I love this one. Health Clubbing, an article on the healthy side of nightclubs, which includes a section which was the best title I've ever read. Yoga Raves. <laughs> Back to Gracia. So you assume you've seen other women's magazines out there and these kind of gossip magazines. What do you think? All in all, it's just heat magazine without the chocolate, isn't it? No matter what they say, it's just another load of fashion, sex, tips, diet, buy these things. There's thousands of these things out there. If you want to make a glossy magazine nowadays, you've really got to try hard to introduce something new. Hey there, 22 to 35-year-old female demographic. Hello there. I bet you find life just that little bit stressful. You've got to juggle part-time work, the kids, the housework, and still find time to please your man. Yes, I do struggle with all those things you just said. Well, now you've got Pink Fluff Magazine for when you need something to help you through your menial drudge of a day. Oh my god! Fluff magazine is so helpful. Mommy, mommy, can you drive us to school? Oh no, kids. Thanks to Pink Fluff magazine, I made you these mechanical bird wings. Now you can spread your wings and fly to school. Um, thanks. Thanks to Pink Fluff magazine, you can be a free and independent, confident woman. Uh, darling, the children are concerned for your mental health. Husband... I've something to say to you. Ah! Take that back to your secretary. And that! Ah! Stop it! Mummy, what's for dinner? Why? Daddy's, of course. Thanks to Pink Fluff magazine, vengeance is now mine. Pink Fluff magazine takes no legal responsibility for the messages it instills. Readers are advised that all insight it may appear to have is purely a product of your imagination. All right, then, so that was Pink Fluff. Uh, Stuart's great idea for a new magazine, I think. That, See what happens, it'll catch on. I think that'll work. Advertisers are going to love it. Um, another magazine we've looked at this week is one that, as I said before, perhaps not 
as familiar to people, but it's actually the longest-running weekly magazine for women. It's been going since 1885, and it's called The Lady. Um, so, Stuart, in 130-odd years of history, how has The Lady changed? Well, I did some research on Wikipedia. <laughs> Always a great way to start that one. Um, well, the lady used to be primarily for classified ads for domestic staff at upper-class households, but it also included entertainment for middle-to-upper-class ladies. It contained serial fiction, essays, art, and poetry. Essays? Yes, You really essays. don't get them in magazines anymore, You really do you? don't. Yes, it, con- it included serial fiction, essays, art, and poetry. Now let me read you a passage from this week's issue. It's been a bad week for George Osborne's hair. One commentator accused him of modelling the do on Heidi High's Gladys Pugh. Politician has shit hairstyle under the news section. Why? Why does everything do this? This magazine is called The Lady. It has a very... I don't know. Very posh cover. Posh cover, yeah. It's its primary colour is kind of a stone grey and... It's got someone from Downton Abbey looking very upper class. Yet, even though perhaps it is trying to pitch itself at the ladies, we're still reduced to look at his hair. Yeah, I mean, if the lady hasn't changed in its entire publication, I would have loved to have seen the lady during the World War II propaganda years where they assumedly gave fashion commentary on the sex god known as Winston Churchill in the gorgeous suit and bald head as usual. And, um... Don't dress up, ladies. There's a war on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cover up. Why not war? What you used to wear. <laughs> to be fair, Grazia had exactly the same article on George Osborne's hair. I mean, it was completely identical, bar the words. And Grazia also did Downton Abbey, so what's different? You would see this in the sun. I was sorely tempted to flick through and do a nipple count. Uh, did you? No. No, I don't imagine. No, there's, n- there's no nipples. For fans of nuts... <laughs> if you know, as a male review of this magazine, just a suggestion: buy the lady and see how it's, many. It's light on boobs, isn't it? Yeah, it's I, really light. I don't on boobs. <laughs> <laughs> People were expecting that, but um, yeah, we we didn't expect the term a review of the lady to degenerate so quickly. <laughs> no, sorry, this is us getting back to people's hair now. Um, so, what's so bloody well ladylike about it then? Eh, the lady. Well, a comparison, uh, a quite easy comparison is in Grazia and the magazines like that is top fashion tips, fashiony stars. Whereas in Grazia, we see that translated to the secret code to looking amazing. In the lady, the, the secret code to looking amazing. Yeah, so it's it's basically linguistics we're talking here. Pretty much. Rather uh, than editorial. It's exact, rather than editorial, it's just translating it to a more upper-class tone. Obviously for the slightly older lady, would you yeah, say? Yeah, it's clearly meant for the older woman, because even if the content is more general tabloid fare, its target audience is noticeably older. Like, on the letters page, they had one which starts with, A reader recalls a summer job where she first sampled the lady, and the letter begins... In the summer of 1964, you immediately know who it's marked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember it well. But obviously, it does exist today. I don't think. I think you know, with the Downton cover story, I suppose it's not completely set in the past and aimed at all the people. Not really. Did Did you see they had an article for Marvel's Agents of Shield? 
Jesus, they must have been you, paid some good money for that. They really must have done. But, I mean, unless they weren't paid good money for that, if I was the editor of The Lady and I saw that hot off the press, I would draw a massive red ring around it with the annotation, what the hell is this doing in this magazine? It's pretty off-brand, isn't it? Really off-brand. <laughs> Readers are reminded to check out the latest episode of Game of Thrones, where something ghastly is occurring with the dragons. I think even Game of Thrones is more suitable <laughs> yeah, than, than Agents Marvel's of the Agents Shield, of Shield. Which is awful by the way <laughs> yeah um, yeah you can definitely tell that it's 130 years old because most of their adverts are for retirement homes yeah there's a wicked one yeah there's the some, one. some fantastic looking retirement homes to be yeah, honest if really I was thinking about retirement this is a good place to come in yeah I've got I've got to say my favourite one was the Ninhead Court which looked like an astounding place to inhabit for two months before I choked to death on my own saliva um, it has pictures with captions of what it offers the Rouge of the Lady when they retire mm. a muse courtyard a parterre and then randomly a sitting room great great it's also made from bricks and has carpets <laughs> and running water and electric yes <laughs> yeah so my question is does the magazine that's a little bit of a step down from the lady do their retirement home adverts read a toilet <laughs> a roof <laughs> at middle class retirement home we've got a window <laughs> um, I, I must congratulate Gratz, uh, the lady on being I honestly can't remember the last time I think this might be the first time ever that I've seen a full page advert for Crown Green Bowling Yo, yeah I love that page I love that page the way that they've shot it it just made me think if the lady was a TV show it would be footage of old men playing bowls with the song I'm Bringing Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake <laughs> played over the top of it because its editors are trying far too hard to make it marketable when it doesn't need to be yeah just let this cute and quaint magazine about dog breeds and knitting be what it is I know and that's not being uh, disrespectful to older generations we know they've got younger interests but they're probably not going to come to the lady to find them, are they? It's or called... to read about Marvel's Agents of Bloody Shield. Definitely not. Um, so then, Stuart, which best suits you if you had to read one of these magazines for the rest of your life? Um, well, as stated, Grazia has no idea who the hell it's designed for, and whether they deny it or not, it's just another glossy magazine to make women feel inadequate. But the lady, yeah. I'm actually considering buying on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> and not just because I happen to look like one, because it's kind of cute in its own way. You read it, and you want to pat it on the head and go, oh, you think you can keep up with the proper glossy magazines? No, that's... Like, Grazia has a cover caption saying... Christian shock at Arpats's new girl, whereas the lady has a cover caption reading, Craft, breathe new life into your old bric-a-brac. <laughs> That's lady, amazing. La- lady magazine, you have a new reader. Zone 1 Radio. I've got to say, I'm getting really tired of you making me watch daytime TV. I've been choosing the easy watches. We haven't even had anything from Channel 4 yet. Oh, Christ, I've heard what Zeitgeist Entertainment are working on for Channel 4. It's out next week. People with stuff growing out of their faces? Worse. This week, we got Channel 4 on the phone. Oh my god, they're like actual famous people. Yeah, I know. And they got five hours on Thursday evening that they can't fill. They were going to have some documentary on a man who makes love to his dog, but they pulled out on grounds of taste. What have we got, people? Well, isn't Channel 4 all documentaries about people with skin conditions or gross habits? Yeah, but this guy said he had standards. Um, how about a list show? Channel 4 did loads of them. It's very 
thing that Channel 4 do. Uh, there's a word for what Channel 4 do. Exploitative? No, no, no. no. It's, it's very representative of Channel 4's modus operandi. Oh, Latin. Very clever, Nicola. Here's a gold star. Oh, goody. Yeah. A random show listing the top 100 somethings. That justifies a five-hour slot. Endless clips of celebrities talking about something, then a clip of that thing, then an advert. Job done. But what could we do that's new? They've done so many lists, they've got to really specific things. Last one they did was top 100 yellow things to spread on toast. Well, we should play it very knowing. An ironic list, recognising how tired and formulaic the former is. We should make it more intellectually cultured. Intellectual list. A list of intellectual things. What do smart people do? Science? Uh, maths? Oh my god. I've got it. Everywhere you look, you'll see them. 37. 894. 42. Tonight, we're here to talk about them. Channel 4 presents the top 100 numbers with Jenny Ranniker. I've always loved numbers. 12, 16, 84, 37.5. My personal favourite is 494 and 3 fifths. Marvellous number. And tonight we're going through the best 100 numbers as voted for by you, the public. To start the countdown, we have number 100. Number 100, 3,042. Someone who used to be in EastEnders. Why is 3,042 your favourite number? Well, throughout history, 3,042 has always been there. At the Battle of Hastings, to the fall of Berlin Wall. It's just so inspiring. Oh, that's absolutely fascinating. Next up here is a cut price version of Brian Cox with a feature on our number 99 Pi. Number 99 Pi. What is Pi? Is it a number? Or maybe something more? No one knows who invented Pi. Number 99 of the top 100 numbers, and that is truly inspiring. Number 98, 48. Brilliant, smashing. 48 is the best number ever. Can't believe it only got to 98. Vote in public, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Number 97. Three, that's a magic number. Three. It's the magic number three. Somewhere in this hip-hop soul community Was born three, they stubbing me And that's the magic number 
What does it all mean? Difficult preaching is posthumous pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. Something that stimulates the music in a measure. Measure in the music, raising three parts. Casually see, but don't do like the soul. Cause seeing and doing are actions for monkeys. Doing hip hop hustle, no rock and roll. Unless your name's Brewster, cause Brewster's a punk. Parents let go, cause it's magic in the air. Criticizing rap, shows you're out of order. Stop looking, listen to the phrase in front of stairs. And don't get offended while Mace Dosi does your daughter. A dry camera roll system is now set. Fly around the store under Daisy Productions. It stands for the inner sound, y'all, in your Quebec. That the action's not a trick, but show me the function. Everybody wants to be a DJ. Everybody wants to be an MC. But being speakers are the best. And you don't have to guess. And once again, it's time for our blunt movie guide. This is where we look at all the movies that you don't want to see, tell you what happens in them, and then you don't have to see them. Getaway, your bog-standard car-driving shooting action thing, but this one has something incredibly dumb about it that I find it impossible to make a joke about. The carjacker, the bad guy, is played by Selena Gomez. (laughs) What the hell? That's like getting Gilbert Godfrey to play Edward Cullen. Or getting Ben Affleck to play Batman. Okay, I get that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't get you as a reference, but yeah. I'm pretty rubbish reactors. Uh, the to-do list. Yet another sex comedy as if we needed more. Didn't like 20 come out last week? I think so, yeah. Shock horror. This one's about an inexperienced high school girl feeling pressured to become more sexually experienced before college. Because different. Another new sex comedy. Thanks for sharing. About three middle-class idiots attending sex addiction classes to cure them of their sex addiction. Okay, and finally, this one. I haven't seen a film film trailer that has excited me as much of this in years. In years. I've been telling everybody I can meet, have you seen the trailer for Metallica through the never? Which you've described as basically multi-millionaires have more money than sense the movie. That's pretty much what it looks like to me. You're a big Metallica fan, though, aren't you? I'm a huge Metallica fan. Well, uh, when I say I'm a huge Metallica fan, I mean I'm a huge Metallica fan of the three albums they made in the 80s and then they got boring. So, first, we should actually seriously... I think talk people through the trailer is the best way to describe (laughs) this film to them. You've got to watch it. Even if, by the end of this, you think that sounds awful and I don't want to see it, just watch the trailer. You will not regret it. So, opens up, generic... 3D uh, band film which are just coming out by the dozen now One Direction have had one and so on and so forth amazing as you'd expect from Metallica uh, stage show huge sounding they're playing their classic hits nothing off the Lou Reed album Um, lasers hundreds of thousands of people in a stadium all pretty standard, isn't it, really? You think, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. And, and so on it goes. But you're kind of introduced to this squawky-looking guy who's pretending to be serious, going, who's an actor, who's backstage going, every gig the same, I pick this up, I take it there, that's all I do. But then on one night, cut back to Metallica in the stadium playing one of their big hits, suddenly... <laughs> gunfire rains down across the stage the trailer at this point most people have to pick their jaws up off the floor because it just goes mental this is no longer a Metallica movie about the show this is some kind of world riot potentially alien subversive (laughs) uprising movie there's a point where a flaming police car flies past the screen there are hordes of people battering other hordes of people there's riots on the streets it's chaos Stuart Hardy I could not be more excited about this movie 
Yes, and I think you'll be surprised if you won't be surprised at all to find out that that's pretty much what the movie's going to be. It's going to be a two-hour-long music video. But with riots... But with riots, yeah, admittedly, yes, it's going to be like a brick to the face, but at the same time, Metallica are doing another ill-advised thing that... Really, I just feel sorry for them by this point. I don't think... They come in a joke. I don't think you, they are a joke, Stuart. Well, they are me. a joke, yeah, they totally are. I don't think... I think when people make this many bad decisions, it's no longer fair to say that was ill-advised. I think you've <laughs> got to go... No, they're pretty shit. They're, they're crap at picking stuff, or they just don't care, and they, they don't mind being a joke if they earn millions. They must be trying to sabotage their own careers. They really could stamp on a box of puppies at the, at the moment, and they still would be the biggest band in the world. They're definitely not. But I think, basically, harking back to what, what you said, they made three movie, Kriegite albums in the 80s. Not, they can't be touched. They're not going to lose that, especially with their fans like yourself. You're always going to say, yeah, but what about them three albums? They know it's not sabotaging your career anymore. It's just what makes the most money. That's no. not going to detract from the albums in the 80s no. in most metal fans' eyes. Yeah, they pretty much can do whatever they want and we'll still watch it. I'm... I'm never going to buy the Lou Reed album, though. It's, um, it's going to be different, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be different. It's going to be something, and I'm going to watch it. But it looks really, really, really stupid. I'm going on opening night. It's going to be hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Um, to round off this week's blunt movie guide. Oh yeah, we've got an exclusive new trailer from um, the the lady of the moment. Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus. Yeah, this movie set the record for the quickest production time in history, an incredible 84 hours to produce this movie. It's a documentary about a recent media phenomenon that literally got everyone talking, so naturally Hollywood were always going to shove together a film to cash in while it's still relevant. Oh my God, it's going to be like so awesome, twerking and film glove and <laughs> it's going to prove like I'm an actual grown-up star now and stuff, like it's so awesome. The tragic misfire of the century. Everybody get up. Oh my god, a young girl shaking her ass on television? I can't believe it. This has never happened before. I think people read too much into Miley grinding her ass on me. It's not like we're gonna have sex, it's a more spiritual experience of music and expressions, things. 90 minutes of people talking about the hottest viral video of the year. Um, I think people don't see that like the real me in that video. <laughs> what they see is like, it, it's a me. That is like very asserful. Is, is that work? And its effects and inspiration. Well, when I saw that ass gyrating up on stage, I knew I had to take pictures and they'd be all over the tabloids. And I thought, yes, I will be living like a king by selling pictures of Miley Cyrus's ass. And that is every journalist's dream. See Miley Cyrus gyrating pelvis at the MTV VMAs like you've never seen it before. You see here, if you examine the degree to which her pelvis angled right here, it corresponds to the angle here of her arse at a lower level. It's synchronized display of arse-related sciences. Examine from every angle as it goes up 
and then down, and then up and down again. Overall, we can safely say that is the pelvis of a young girl going up and down on television. Miley Cyrus, gyrating pelvis, the movie, the woman behind the sex mimes, October 2013. Order, order, order. It's time for Reality Check, where we have a go at sorting out an issue in society that gets people divided. Uh, And at least one of us almost always has to play devil's advocate. Um, And we attempt to do that honestly and foolhardily, don't we? That's true. Admittedly, in this week, I'm not acting. Okay, fair enough. I genuinely hate this. And do you know what? I'm kind of not either. I genuinely kind of like this. <laughs> I think it's there for a reason. Whilst it can be annoying, yeah, we'd be lost without it. We are, of course, talking about rolling TV news. 24 hours a day, live, coming in your ears, coming down your telly box, coming straight into your eyes, into your brain. Rolling TV news. Kicked off in the 70s with the advent of portable cameras and digital channels in America. And now we've got at least four or five options on all, all our freeview boxes. There's literally more hours of rolling TV news than there are hours in the day. Work that one out. I'd need a calculator and an abacus. Okay. Presenting the case against rolling TV news this week is Lord, Lordy, 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 Lordy Hardy. To prepare for this reality check, I decided to sit down and watch Sky News 24 for 24 hours straight. Or at least I would have done if I had the time or could be bothered for a two to three minute opinion piece. But if I had, I'd probably find myself with a less than informed, so much as dictated opinion on everything. Because they've said since it was invented that TV rots your brain cells, but Rolling News, I can certainly say, does rot your brain cells. It destroys all ability to create opinions on your own because all you're getting is one perspective. We outright expect the news to have an agenda nowadays. And so if the agenda is pumped out of a box 24 hours a day, we can't deny that or not, but it couldn't be construed as brainwashing. Brainwashing with an opinion is especially possible because, face it, if one incident that dwarfs all the others is all people are going to watch it for, it's going to be done throughout the day. Take the Gordon Brown call some lady a bigger. The entire day, all Rolling News was about was endlessly stretching out this story with repeated clips again and again and talking heads reiterating how much of a scumbag he was again and again and again. It's drilling the story into your head. You're not being able to think about it or often an opinion on it. It's making sure you remember this story and how it's presented, most importantly. If Rolling News has to exist at all, which it doesn't, and hours highlights a day is more than enough, it should at least come with a warning that it is okay to question the prosecution rests. (laughs) Once again, picked out a couple of points that I'm going to present right back at you. Uh, Okay then, presenting the case for Rolling TV News, of course. Oh Lord, it's me, Rick. Right, how can you not like Rolling News, Stuart? Sure, on a day-to-day basis, it can be a bit dull, and I don't think anyone's really ever supposed to watch it for 24 hours. That's the that's the point. But it's not always dull. For the royalists out there, what could have been better than watching a live stream of a camera pointed on some other cameras pointed on a door of a hospital <laughs> that Kate was never, ever going to walk out of? That was gold dust for them. I, their viewing figures must have been through the roof of royalists. Not my cup of tea. But the excitement them kind of scenes generated tells you something about Rolling News. And what about when something actually happens? I mean, the riots a couple of years back. All right, you know, crisis aside, that was some of the best telly I've, I've ever watched. 
ever, ever watched. It was amazing. Now we're going to cut to Birmingham where some chavs are smashing in a JD Sports. <laughs> get down there. Get me a helicopter. Oh, we'll have to cut you off there, sir. We've just found a young hublum escaping out the back of a burning building with two kilos of smart price rice in his arms. Brilliant. Get me there. I want to see that numpty now in a four-minute news segment that just goes out at 6 p.m. They haven't got the time for that stuff. But there... It was all played out for you in future, and when nothing was happening, they'd replay you from a different angle. Here's the numpty coming out with the rice again. I loved it. It was genius. I was glued. All safely tucked up on my sofa with a cup of tea and some biscuits. Better than any crime drama I have ever seen. As for Bigot Gate that you mentioned, that was amazing. Bang, there he is in Rochdale, grovelingly apologising and trying to get back into her house. I mean... Rolling TV News made that story. If it had just been on at six o'clock, the story would have been PM offends woman then apologises. Rubbish. Rubbish. Rolling TV News gave us pictures of every second of the sad, sorry, pathetic Prime Minister grovelling like the douchebag he is. Brilliant. Right, so we have the cases then. Let's put it to the House. All those in favour of Rolling News. (laughs) And all those against. Hmm. It's like it's inconclusive this week. Yeah, again, th- this seems to be a pattern. We need to, I don't know, maybe democracy isn't the way to go forward. Maybe. What should we try for? Ne- we should try and invent our own sy- system of government, shouldn't we? we? I think we need one clear person who's in charge. We just give all power to that one clear person. Do you know what you're thinking about, Rick? <laughs> we'll have to write this down later anyway. Yeah, We've got definitely. Time. Yeah. Time's running out on the show, guys. Do you like that little link there? Little link there. Lovely little link there, Rick. That's almost it for us. Uh, what have we got coming up next week? Uh, next week, we will be watching possibly the most tedious show you've ever made me watch. Uh, Homeland, really? More tedious than the one show? Yes, more, more tedious than te- the, one, the one show. Let, let's not spoil things. <laughs> let's not spoil things. Um, to- speaking of tedious, we will be reading the internet and finding, All of out, it. finding out <laughs> what social networks have told us over seven days, which is going to be brilliant. Uh, if you're a friend of ours, I would suggest listening in because you may well be on next week's <laughs> social media rundown. Uh, what's happening in Zeitgeist? Um, they are working on an abstract cookery show. Um, I don't have any more details on it yet. Just see how it turns out when they air it. Brilliant. And, of course, our Blunt Movie Guide will be back. Uh, and once again, we've managed to secure an exclusive trailer for hashtag, hashtag, the movie. Mm. The movie about Twitter hashtags. It had to come. It had to it come. Had to, it had to be done. Right, that's all from us. And WTF just happened. We'll be back next week with more of this kind of nonsense. This is one Radio. This is one radio.